little different than our usual. Um, so, okay, here we go. Hello! Welcome to the McAllister Hours. I am your host, Cole McAllister. We are coming you to, coming with you today a very special episode centered around St. Patty's Day because that's when we're filming it. And we are joined again today by our guest, Parker Teresa. Hello. Um, well... Might as well pull up the trailer right now while I remember. I did not remember to do that when we started. But me and Teresa just got done watching the movie Man Down, starring Shia LaBeouf. Um, before we watch the trailer, um, essentially it's about um, PTSD in the military. Um, and I, I just, I really, I won't say this is the best film ever made, but it was very powerful in terms of what I talked about. So let's just watch the trailer here. We got this. He's my battle buddy. We kicked the doors together. We took enemy fire. It's just not a relationship you'd understand if you haven't been through it, I guess. Is there a reason you don't want to discuss what you saw in that room? Of course they had to show the bra shot. <laughs> she is a great actress, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're both great actors. Yeah. That was kind of a spoiler. It, was, no, it wasn't, though. It was great. Don't say anything. What happened in that room is real. I can't take that back. I can't rewind it, you know, it's just one of the things. Damn. Uh, I mean, obviously we just watched it, so we already know what it's all about. Um, but very powerful movie. Um, I've never had any military experience personally, but I have a lot of family, family members and friends I have. And uh, from what I understand, I think that movie pretty accurately portrayed what it's like dealing with PTSD and all that. What do you think? Uh, I think anybody that's been through any kind of a trauma of any kind can identify with it. Even if you haven't had it personally happen to you, I think you can identify with the movie. This is not a movie for entertainment, I have to say. This is more of a movie um, exploring emotions and ideas and feelings around this subject. And I think it's it doesn't really specifically mention PTSD, just 
um, the traumatizing experiences this, the uh, main character goes through. Yeah, and that's Shia LaBeouf, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I was really impressed with this performance. Um, I, I, I understand why the movie did what it did in terms of juxtaposing the plot, and I don't want to give away too much of it. Um, that's hard to describe it, though, isn't it? Because that's the problem I had trying to get you to watch it or other people, is that it's really... It's jarring, and I think it's intended to be that way. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's really hard to give uh, you know tell people what's going on without giving away the plot, and that's the really kind of tricky thing about this. Um, I guess I'm just curious. I mean, not that I, this is one of the few movies I watch without looking at the Rotten Tomato score. <laughs> oh, don't even bother. Because, oh, don't even uh, bother. You don't even want me to. It, it's so. It's probably so low. It's. No, I, I don't ever go to these sites to determine what I like or what I don't like. Um, it's an indie film. I remember some of the articles I read about it, uh, especially when it opened overseas, that like one or two theaters that had like, oh, one ticket was sold or something like that. But it, this is an indie film that wasn't mass marketed to people. Yeah. And it uh, it wasn't intended to be that. Uh, it's a really good film. It's got, what, what did we decide the... Uh, Jai Courtney, a great Australian actor, is also in it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The female Kate. Uh, Here, let's let's. Just she's look up great. The cast yeah, right it's got it's got a good three or four character leading cast, and we don't even need to mention this, but we should. Um, that uh, oh, the great Gary. Uh, Gary Oldman, yeah, isn't I, it? I was just going to mention that. Uh, so yeah, shout the both. Jai Courtney. Um, here, I'll open a picture up in another tab. Oh, wait. No, I'll, not her. Jesus Christ. That's the other male actor. That's his friend. No, that uh, was Jai Courtney. That's yeah, Jai. no, that's what I'm saying. Ah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I was, I, for some reason I thought the last name Courtney and I just automatically thought assumed it was a oh, right, right. woman. You know, <laughs> um, that guy, he's been, because oh, we were talking about this earlier. He hasn't really been in a lot. He was in. Hasn't been on a lot of. He has and he hasn't. It's kind of strange. Like he's, he seems like he's always on the cusp of fame, but he's not entirely there. Um, I remembered him in the, in the uh, Divergent film, and mm-hmm. he was the. I don't know if we'd call him a pure antagonist, but I guess he ends up being that way um, in that movie. And I thought he was really good in that role, and I remembered him in some other things. But yeah, he seems like a solid actor. He's a solid actor. I, I wish they would use him more. Yeah, well, that's kind of the thing with acting, you know. It, there's so many, there's so many movies out there that are like that meant to be geared to that big blockbuster kind of premiere, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But you know, three out of four times, it's usually not the best movie ever. But those actors still get paid a fuck ton of money to do those movies. So you know, <laughs> if you're thinking like you're the working man, I mean, fuck, you gotta make your money. You gotta star in those shitty movies just to make your paycheck. You know. Um, obviously it's not probably the same for them as it is for the regular common person, but, um, and then Kate Mara, that's the, she's a fun actor. Yeah. I remember, I just, she's, oh, that's right. She was in Brokeback Mountain. I forgot all about that. Um, (laughs) I have not seen Brokeback Mountain. I have not gotten around to it. It's, it's definitely worth a watch. It is crushing though. So if, if you're in an okay mental space, do it. (laughs) Okay. Um, you know, I, 
I really don't like mean to get into it like this, but I'm I'm not anymore by any remote means. But growing up in small town Iowa, I was probably I was raised probably in that homophobic kind of mentality. I, again, not something that I align with at all. But I don't know. Just kind of with that combined with everything, I just have never really taken the time to watch it. I do need to, but I just never really put aside the time to do it. I don't know. That just made me sound like an asshole, maybe. Probably. <laughs> it's just, it's a really kind of, you know, I, it's, it's just kind of a crushing movie. And, um, it's, it was, you know, ahead of its time for what it was trying to do. But it was also, I just think of it as kind of a crushing movie. Yeah. Uh, definitely worth watching. But, um, well, both those actors are, you know, spectacular. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, uh, Heath, Heath Ledger. Ledger. And yeah. I like Heath. I liked Heath Ledger a lot more than Jake Gyllenhaal, but I have seen Jake Gyllenhaal in some good roles. Oh um, yeah, he's he's okay. Nothing horribly bad about him. I don't always believe him all the time when he acts, but I think he he has what it takes. Well, he's an actor after all. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you're supposed to believe in him. <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah. you, you, actors have to believe in their parts all the way through, or, they, or they're not believable. No, I agree. Sometimes um, I don't think he's very like he's not fully invested in it. Well, yeah, yeah I, I think it might depend that. on the role. So, well, that's kind of the problem with a lot of actors is like it's not really they're not hired because they're acting this character well. It's because that they have mastered this type of character that's usually pretty well aligned with how they are in real life. And they're just able to do it so well that it's like, okay, we're going to hire that person because um, he can fit that role. How about that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, obviously it's not all always the case, but I feel like, you know, more times than not, that's what's going on. Um, but yeah, overall, very good movie. I was really impressed. Uh, I think, like I don't like I said I don't want to spoil too much, but I think the because there's like I want to say there's probably like three different plot lines essentially in the movie, and they kind of try to juxtapose it all into one thing, and it was really kind of confusing in the first half, and then the second half kind of makes sense. So it's definitely kind of one of those movies you have to like really get into, and really like you know you got to invest the first half hour to really like be able to get into everything that's going out the characters and all that stuff. Um. But yeah, what do you think? Uh, what are your, some of your opinions on this film? Really, really good. Really well done. Um, I think they portrayed the military and um, uh, the Marines pretty well. Um, Gary Oldman was fantastic as a psychiatrist. He was just yeah. amazing as a Navy psychiatrist. And uh, they they obviously did the research on this. Um, this movie it was really good. Yeah, in terms of in regards to PTSD and all that. I think the realism in, in some of the environments was interesting. Yeah. You know, I kind of wish we had seen a little more of Gary Oldman, to be honest. He's just Definitely, definitely, yeah. He's just oh. that good. He's just that good. And, and uh, he was completely believable, and he worked really well with Shia. Um, yeah. Who's the only other character he interacts with in the movie. But, you know, if he, like... Even thinking about that, like what he did for that movie, I mean, again, not wanting to spoil too much, but a lot of the movie he spent just in what a trailer that's supposed to signify like a mil- like an office, like a psychiatry office. Well, this is how it's really set up over there, and no, and yeah, I understand though, that. So it's it looks like that, and they did. That's what I mean. They did a really good job of research. Um, 
where they go to make phone calls and things like that was pretty realistic. But, um, but I think that it was, and, and you might be speaking to symbolism, but it actually is real. <laughs> no, no, but, I, I'm sure it is. I guess what I was trying to say is that, like, Gary Oldman for that role, he didn't necessarily have to go, like, through what Shia LaBeouf did for his role. You know what I'm saying? Shia LaBeouf was in a lot more shots. He had a lot more, um, you know, he just had a lot more going on in the story, whereas Gary Oldman was kind of just sitting there the whole time. But I guess what I'm trying to, um, what I'm trying to impress is that um, despite people needing to make money, that's like a and seemingly really easy way to make money. I mean, Gary Oldman probably walked away with at least $40,000. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, we, we I might be so. able to look it up if we really want to, but <laughs> I... I think that, um, you know, um, not everybody could have done the part that Gary Oldman did. No, no, I'm though. not trying to so, say that either. Yeah. Um, I think that was a really hard role to play, and, and it was, I believed everything he said, and I, I thought that he was that psychiatrist. He did a really good job, and Shia did a really good job, too. And what was the film we were discussing last time with Shia? Um, it oh, was, Honey uh, Boy. Honey Boy. Yeah. Um, good, just good good storylines and i wish i had more of them because he has a lot more to offer yeah you know i will say in watching both of these last movies of shia labeouf um i definitely appreciate more as a as an actor and as a person than i probably initially did um seeing two really solid roles him you know i i don't know like in this movie especially it didn't really seem like shia labeouf he seemed like a fucking actor he seemed like a character in a movie like he didn't bring any of his i think it's kind of one of the criticism criticisms of shia labeouf is like he kind of has this ego sense to himself he doesn't really bring that in that movie at all and i really appreciated it yeah i've heard that before but with the things i've seen with him like i watched the movie called eagle eye that was really pretty good hmm. that's also a, a that should be our next shia flick hell yeah hell but, yeah I'm gonna make next time we do a movie review. It's I'm gonna make you watch something though for sure. <laughs> I better not have that one woman in. Who was that lady you were telling me about? Wait, oh, oh yeah, I don't want to watch anything with her. Wait, talking about the porn star? Yeah, what's oh, her name? Oh, Riley Reed. Yeah, we're yeah, good. On whatever. That. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get kicked off YouTube or anything <laughs> <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, she's a porn star. You can look her up if you want. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. Um, but no. Um, overall, very good movie. Um, I know we were just talking, you really don't want to get into a lot about your military experience, but I guess maybe just give us a little insight on like how this movie relates to being in the military. Or, like Not even necessarily based on what you experienced, maybe based on what other people have told you. Um, like how would you, You've said that's very accurate. Like How would you compare that? It's, I mean, it's pretty... The, it, it's basically it starts with the training up to a deployment they've got this group of marines and i was in the army but i also have a marine corps background with the rotc okay. ended up going into the army but it, it doesn't matter either or it's kind of sort of the same thing either way you look at it and what the marines are doing is they're basically um training up for a deployment and they're um gonna go and deploy after they're done training this is so this is outside of as far as i can tell it's outside of the the uh, basic training boot camp environment and it's a short brief view into what they're doing to train up for that so um uh, that seemed 
relatively realistic from what I remember of it. Yeah. Um, the I mean, the uniforms looked good. The, the way they talked to each other was mostly accurate. I, I don't know. The The emphasis wasn't really on that it's a military movie, though. It, it just... It's talking about a military subject. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why I really appreciate about it is like it's not know, a raw raw movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, in terms of military movies, like the two. Oh shit, the two that I think of that I relate to or not relate to the, the ones that stay in my memory the most are probably Apocalypse Now and Full Metal Jacket. And probably the reason I appreciate those movies more are because they kind of. Um, <laughs> They criticized the military in a way. They were they criticized that whole kind of thing. Um, and, but you know, this movie didn't really necessarily did that or do that. It was just kind of, um, you know, this is how it is, or this is how it was for these people um, having to go through this. It's just the fact. It wasn't necessarily saying that the U.S. military sucks or you know whatever else sucks. It yeah, was no, just, it wasn't about any of that. Yeah, which which is good because I mean there are criticisms to be thrown around any side but you know the fact that the matter at the end of the day um these people are you know serving to protect you know they're they're doing they're they're in this for a reason they're not just doing it because they want to they're doing this because they really want to protect us and they want to serve the country and that's very respectable and re- uh really amendable so thanks for the military <laughs> probably probably a little uh, i don't know not the best applause I could get, but I don't know. It was gratuitous. <laughs> um, this is a very like last minute kind of deal. Um, we were supposed to have another guest on today, and Teresa was kind of just in the area. We kind of just um decided to throw her on again, and watch we're both self isolating on St. Patrick's Day from uh, <laughs> other people, and neither of us leave our apartments. We thought it was safe. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, be very careful this coronavirus. Um, I mean don't uh, when i say that i say don't be hysterical don't go buy eight packages of toilet paper it's not necessary buy two leave some for the rest of us <laughs> you're good people. it's not gonna be you. that bad i promise um yeah I don't know, but my point being is that this is not really planned. This I don't have notes. We're just going on the fly. Um, so I guess in relation to this film, Teresa, I know you don't want to personally get to anything, which is totally understandable. I'm not going to pressure you, but I think with <laughs> with maybe watching this film, do you have any other stories that maybe don't relate to you that you could maybe just talk about, give some insight and what's like to serve during these times? Um, so does the character at the end of this event, he sent to debriefing and does a uh, mandatory counseling with the, the uh, psychiatrist with Gary Oldman's character. Mm-hmm. That's very real. Um, um, I think the way they handled that part of it was pretty real. Well, I'm sorry, the mic keeps cutting out. Yeah, no, that's not um, fuck on me. <sighs> okay, continue. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, 
let's see um i remember like where they go to make the phone calls and things like that that whole trailer everything in that environment looked real to me um the military housing that was on base looked real to me Hmm. um they did a really, really good job. I mean, it, they really did all of that really well. Um, I do know a lot of people that are really serious by their experiences. Um, I do have friends that have PTSD. Now, it's not specifically mentioned as PTSD. I don't like everything being low, you know, um, put into that category. Yeah, people have I would a lot agree of a lot of mental health issues that are not meant to, that are not PTSD that are just just as you know affecting the people and. Um, it, it yeah, there's know. a difference between like having a traumatic event happen to you and having just being, PTSD, yeah. yeah, and just being already prone to like being depressive and everything and having something that is probably not on that same scale happen to you. Well, I, not everybody gets PTSD that's exposed to a traumatic, there's a lot of different trauma reactions that people have, yeah, and that's so, true too, definitely. Uh, some people um, just come out of it and they're fine, yeah. <laughs> fine i don't know but uh i mean they might handle things differently or or whatever or talk to somebody sooner yeah. or something like that it's hard to say they're it's at really least able to, to like visibly function in their environment possibly yeah. where yeah i mean to their extent maybe um i don't want to get into, i mean i don't need to get into it i, I do have I really bodies that you know they they do struggle with ptsd but also uh, like just separate of that anxiety disorders and um Depressive disorders and things like that. Um, the military doesn't really set you up to to do well in that area. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I will say it's probably one of the criticisms that I have personally. Mm-hmm. Of the mil- you know, the big reason I've never gone to it personally is because being somebody that suffers from depression, suffers from suicidal tendencies at, at least at one point in my life. Um, I don't think it's a good day if good idea for me to enlist in something where they um you know try to break you down and have you be this um you know entity of this thing and then give you a gun like to me personally that just doesn't sound like a good idea that just doesn't sound like something i would well, i think though one of the worst things well, i mean what i don't want to give too much away about the movie but the way he's kind of the way the movie ends is definitely ties into that area and how the military handles it isn't exactly what people would think they would do. But, um, I think that quotes probably accurate. What 20, is it 20 military veteran suicides a day? Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Yep. 20 a day. Something like that. I believe I think that's accurate actually if memory serves. But, and I think it's, it's more than just PTSD. There's a lot of problems that come from serving in the military. Yeah, exactly. Um, mental illness is a huge problem. Um, fuck anyone who says otherwise. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's just prevalent. You see all these homeless people, all these people are struggling. There's a problem underlying that. It's mental illness. So get off your high horse and help these fucking people. That's all I got to say. Fair. I, we, we can wrap with that. <laughs> um. So, uh, no stories from you. Um, I had an uncle who was in Iraq, but I, he never really told me anything. Um. Yeah, I mean that's that's the military for you, I guess. It's rough shit. I couldn't do it. I have a lot 
like I said, I know you don't want to get into it, but I do want to say I do have a lot of respect for whatever you did over, did over there. <laughs> um, congratulations. Thank you for doing that. That's not something I could do. I think I think you underestimate yourself, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, the military is the way you want to go with your life. It can be a, a good thing, and I don't have any regrets re- regarding joining it, um, but it's something to, to think about if you have other options, maybe consider. There's more than one way to be honorable and serve your country. So, so do you think... I guess this is kind of a question. Um, do you think like what you've experienced in the military has helped you in your life and like the real world? Do you think any, you, have you brought any of those skills from the military and like really utilized them in your current life now? I don't know how to really analyze that because I don't know anything different. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's fair. Um, uh, the one thing I don't regret are the people I know from it that are just absolute friends for life. Uh, yeah. Some of them. Uh, certainly not all of them. There's some real assholes, too. I mean, it's just like regular life. But uh, there's definitely some people that I'll never lose contact with that started when we were real young bucks together and you know, friends for life. So Yeah. Well, something I've always noticed from you is you seem to be very seem to be a very driven person oh um very like you have a goal and you're gonna fulfill that goal i feel like every time you know because we're we're friends we're on a personal level i feel like anytime i'm in a place where you know i need some kind of motivation i know i can text Teresa because yeah i mean that's i mean yeah for sure i do have that i don't know I don't know where it comes from i just have that so maybe maybe the military has something to do with that i don't know the military probably at least like strengthened it, you would think, don't you think? I don't know. I just know I can do a lot of things and I'm not, uh, I, I just kind of know that I can kind of push through things probably easier than some, maybe somebody who hasn't, but I don't want to say this a hundred percent because I know there's a lot of people that are stronger than me. Um, and I don't know their backgrounds, so it's hard to say, but it's probably, it probably has strengthened me in many ways, but I have no idea. I, I would think that's fair. Um, I mean, I don't want to get too much into my, my family, my personal shit. Um, but I do have an uncle. He was kind of, from what I understand, from, what, from what's been described, I don't know if this is 100% accurate, but my uncle seemed to be kind of one of those people who was very directionless, um, wasn't in college, wasn't in school, was living with my parents, um... And, you know, he really started from the ground up. He was the kind of kid who would get D's in high school and D's in college. You know, I don't even think he went to college. Or at least not at that point he didn't. Um, but, you know, he started he started begging groceries. And then at one point... Oh, shit. At one point, he was uh, in the military in Iraq. He served in Iraq. Um, he ended up being a um, state patrol policeman in Atlanta, or Georgia, I should say. Um, and yeah, like he really turned his life around joining the military. Now, I just, I just think it's an interesting dynamic because there are people who, you know, take that and they are able to make the best of their lives with that. But at the same time, there are people who get trapped in the military or not trapped they get put into them or drafted in the military what or not drafted they 
<laughs> they find themselves in the military and then they end up kind of coming out like theoretically worse than they maybe would have been if they had not joined at all. So it's kind of just interesting, I guess. It's it's a crapshoot probably. Just yeah. like a lot of other things in life, it can work out really well or you can have lifelong problems that you are going to struggle with and Mm -hmm. Part of it is making sure that those that have identifiable problems get the help that they need. Um, and that means, you know, increasing services to veterans. Yeah, They've got some pretty 100%. silly rules about things. It's kind of crazy, um, like time in service and things like that. But they're starting to, I don't know, take a closer look at that and see uh, how they can provide better service to more people. But it's probably going to be a while before they can do that. Yeah. Well, I don't mean to get too political, but, you know, that's why I really liked about Pete, Pete Buttigieg, is he seemed to be very focused on that mental health. And, uh, I mean, that's why I gathered anyways. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's what everybody <laughs> says these days. I don't know. I don't he, know. he was, um, not one of my favorite candidates, quite honestly, but, um, I don't know what he really said in that regard. It's a nice talking point for candidates to say, though, that they're going to yeah, do X, Y, yeah, and Z for veterans, true. so that's it's another true. feather to put in their hat. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't even matter anymore. And I know he was a veteran, too, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Not everybody's a cookie cutter, and not everybody's the same. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing, too, is like, you know, respect people who are veterans and people who have served our country. But that doesn't mean they're automatically a good person just because they did that. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> There's some straight up assholes. I mean, let's be let's be serious here. Like, has anyone seen mo uh, full metal jacket? Fuck. Or, any, or anything. I mean, damn. I feel like some of those sergeants that are depicted in those movies are just like raging alcoholics, and they're just. Uh, at least that's how they're depicted. They're like um, putting all their energy and whatever into making this person's life miserable. I don't think that's really effective necessarily. I don't, I don't know because that, I mean, training the, the drill instructor from uh, from boot camp in that movie was doing a role. And it was a role in the 1960s, no less, where they were a little bit harsher and they could physically touch the recruit. But... Um, you can't do that now. You can't physically touch a. So, but they they certainly have that persona, and um, you know they they do behave that way a little bit. But uh, it doesn't make them bad people. They have a role to fulfill. So, I don't know. Was was what was his name? Sergeant Hartman or something like that? Drill sergeant, drill instructor, so and so. I I can't remember. For uh, from what exactly? Full metal jacket. Oh, uh, that guy. Uh, I'm not Hartman, sure. I don't up, know. We can look him up. Um, but either way, um, I mean, he was doing what he was. Well, yeah, supposed I mean, that guy do, was turn that, him into you know fighting machines. Yeah, I mean, that guy was the OG. He was. He was literally playing what you know. He was doing what he did in real life. Uh, no, not that guy. That was the crazy guy. That's Vincent Jeffrey. Um, Maybe. Yeah, I was the army. Ah, yeah. He, yeah, he passed away a couple. Yeah, years he ago. just died. That's right. I was thinking about that. Yeah, <sighs> I I thought he was a funny guy. I don't know. No, he's. Oh wait, he was in the Toy Story films. I what? Oh, he was Sarge. What? <laughs> he was Sarge. That makes sense now. I haven't seen that in quite Holy a while. Holy fuck! He was he was Sarge. 
I never knew that. I never knew he was in Toy Story. I knew he was in Seven. So he was a staff sergeant and they made him an honorary gunnery sergeant. That's a high honor to say. Good for you. So he oh really was God. a Marine. I mean, I, I I think he might have. Was he also a drill instructor too? I think he might have been. Uh, down the military career. Let's see. Oh, military. Okay. So there's a very short section on it, but um, looks like in 1961. Yeah, I don't think so. But once once you've seen it, and if you're good at imitating things, and you're an actor, like you know, he became. You can become whoever you're imitating. So uh, it's so, pretty funny. Do you, okay. I don't know. Like I'm kind of skimming it, but it doesn't, it doesn't really look s- like he was an actual drill instructor. Yeah, but exactly. anybody who's been through that could, if you're an actor, or you you can remember how to imitate something, and you can be that role. So <laughs> he did. He did a really good job with that. That was really good. I don't care if you're white, black, purple, or green. You're all equally worthless. <laughs> that was the least of it. Trust me. They don't show even the worst of it. So. Uh. He, he was pretty brilliant. I mean, that was a good movie. Um, oh, Full Metal Jacket? Hell yeah. I mean, some parts were really fucked with Really, me. yeah, really underrated, I feel like, as a movie. Like, in terms of Kubrick films, in terms of what he's done, it's very underrated. But I think it's, like, perfect. It's, like, that perfect break in his career where he was just like, okay, we're going to make a movie about Vietnam, like, 15 years after it happened. <laughs> and, so fresh in the memory. Yeah. How long have we been in Afghanistan now? Which is where uh, Gabriel was and the man down. Fuck. I, I mean, that fucking would have been, what, mid to Well, okay, so we went to Iraq. To, well, I, I thought so. we didn't get, go into Iraq until 2003. No, no. Uh, Afghanistan. Wait. Gabriel went. So, I've. are you saying Afghanistan was before Iraq? Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm really un- uneducated. Uh, I shouldn't be the host here, apparently. <laughs> I, I am slightly enough. older than than our friend over here. <laughs> um, <laughs> slightly being an underestimate. But, yeah, no, it, it was, uh, what, 2001, 2002, uh, Afghanistan, I believe, right after the uh, World Trade Center attacks. And then uh, about Iraq, doesn't. I can't remember. I don't even care to. What the fuck? I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good at dates. Uh, that was always the thing I struggled with in social studies and uh, like history and all that. It's like I knew what happened, but when the, that multiple choice question came up, it's like what date? Ugh. I couldn't do that. I could not handle that. My dad's the kind of person who can do that, but not me. Fair. I mean, Fair. <laughs> we won't say what your dad does. <laughs> Shouldn't I mean, talk about that. Uh, well, I mean, we can. <laughs> no, yeah. we really should. Man, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but he might. <laughs> he might, but I mean, by the time anybody actually watches this, well, this shit on the internet lasts. For, <laughs> even if two people watch this tonight, it'll. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of the beauty about podcasts, though. Like, unless I like directly put out clips that are like gonna showcase those portions that were like really scandalous i guess you could say if that ever happened like nobody's really like nobody's really gonna go on the McAllister hours in the year 2020 and like really dive deep and like dig deep and be like oh coleman said this Teresa said this rj said this d wavy said that like no nobody's gonna fucking do that, <laughs> i don't you know, know I mean? would somebody be running for office or something because then they might <laughs> i guess it's 2020 or uh, proceedings like 20 years from now <laughs> oh yeah motherfucker <laughs> lied da, da, da. 
hey, you know what? If my parents get divorced at 70, then <laughs> whatever. You know, I, think I can't you, help them. <laughs> you have it put in a dog eats burrito in one Do you second. Wa- yeah, let's, I kind of want to watch You're curious. This. I know you were like really, the last time we did I've podcasts, seen, you weren't really d- about the videos. This, but No, but I've seen dogs do this. This so. is Bubba. And this is Eat a it. bean burrito from yes. Taco Bell. Let's see if Bubba wants a bean burrito. Gonna get it? <laughs> Bear shit in the woods. I mean, of course call. he wants a fucking burrito. You know, you should serve the... <laughs> we'll have to go to commercial break if you don't hold yourself together. <laughs> oh, I'm good. You know, what you should show now is the uh, Charlie Sheen clip that was... <laughs> oh, okay. You do want to watch... That sounds Fuck, great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Um, before Teresa came on, we were supposed to have another guest on, and we he he actually has a poster in his uh, place that's like dedicated to Charlie Sheen, which is really funny. Um, Pretty so, hardcore. Why does he have that there? I don't know. Oh. It, well, uh, I guess it's like people who have come RJ? through and like died. He like it's like like people who have died that he knows have signed that poster, so it's like has some um, significance. But they signed a Charlie Sheen poster. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm not gonna like, comment on that. I mean, that, okay, but. right. Yeah. All right. I mean, it makes no fucking sense, but, uh, but whatever. You know, it, it, whatever works for him. Yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. Whatever works for I him. Mean, it obviously has some he meaning really for him. wanted to prove to you that he is clean. Oh God. This yes. Is good morning again, George. And he but claims no drugs right oh, now. Uh, he did yeah, talk probably. a lot about probably his past drug use. Charlie Sheen has never been more candid about it and makes no excuses for it. He also shared with us some of what really happened that night last month when he was rushed to the hospital after a drug-filled night with porn stars. <laughs> I can't believe this shit. And he's sober at this point. This shit's sober. real news. Passion. Now, speaking of apocalypse okay, now, should we talk about who his dad is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Might as well. <laughs> I mean, everybody well. probably yeah, everybody knows, knows, but... Yeah, let's get into it. This is a nice segue into it. I mean, his dad was in apocalypse Yeah. Now. Who was his dad? <laughs> Well, that's always the thing I found, I found ironic is like his dad was in Apocalypse Now and then Charlie Sheen was in Platoon like what? Eight, Charlie ten Sheen years was later. in Platoon, yeah, like in the 80s, late yeah, 80s yeah. or something like well, that. Shit, no. yeah, because Apocalypse Now was late 70s. So that probably would have been what, seven years later? Yeah, Martin Sheen is his He's the father who's great, uh, yeah. but he, he, of course, was the, the protagonist in Apocalypse <laughs> Now. So kind of interesting but yes uh martin does not have tiger blood but apparently martin <laughs> charlie charlie has it so no uh, uh, words out on emilio we don't know martin scene was just drunk and depressed and uh, all well, that didn't have, problems, didn't have so. yeah didn't have tiger blood no tiger blood <laughs> He also you know shared the, with us some you know of what, about the scene in the hotel. Was yeah, I was actually just thinking about that. That was real. That was real. That was legit. That, that was, was total act- total uh, Kubrick move, letting fuck. the actors get into it and uh, I get, get loose with themselves. But uh, whatever. Let's just do it. No, fuck it. Let's just do it. This is better than than Charlie Sheen's Tiger Blood <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> we'll go back to that. But uh, it's okay. too. I mean, Charlie so. Sheen has great. Um, potential but he does shows like two and a half minutes and shit like that i don't get it i mean they're a paycheck yeah you're working yeah but you would expect somebody to be a little deeper of an actor than that so we're not gonna watch this whole entire thing but let's get to the part where he it's like going crazy and shit. so do we know oh. how many hours they were in the hotel room they were filming this scene how many hours they were there no i don't know i don't know either i don't know um, we have to look it up well, did he do this? Is this in the hotel room? 
So this, this is from the, the right Redux, I'm sure. This, this is probably from the, the right Redux. Scene. That's why it's like going in and out at the end and the beginning. Yeah, this is the end of the movie. Yeah, but that's what they did with the Redux. Is like they took parts of the end of the movie and put in the beginning. It was like a whole. Like, oh, wait. He did for okay. Sundance and all that. So he was fucked up during this entire scene. Yeah. <laughs> like all these actors and everything were on high on speed and coke and all that shit. Well, but I They're mean. They're all fucked up. I have to say, he's just. This is a serious actor, but they. You know, and he talked about this before. He never lets himself get this way, but he felt comfortable doing it with Stanley Kubrick. So, and he really hurt Francis himself Ford here. Francis you mean? That's who did this movie. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. But he let himself... But that, that, oh, this, that's right. We were talking about Kubrick Like, this earlier. is actual blood. Like, when he's... It's because he really hurt himself. Yeah, when he's, like, smearing blood all over his face. Like, all that, that's actual blood. That was Martin Sheen actually cutting himself. No, I would And, like, freaking <laughs> the fuck out. This I is entirely 110% real. This really happened. I wouldn't have let this go movie. this far, but of course, of course, let it go on. So, <laughs> I don't know. Um, have you seen Hard Darkness, the documentary? They do a doc. It's so. like a forty-five minute hour long documentary about them making Apocalypse Now, and they were all fucked up on drugs. An hour forty-five like the entire minutes. time, millions of dollars above budget. It was. Is there a something we can watch about this? Just a little. Bit? A clip about it. Uh, maybe. Let me look. Maybe we can just like watch the trailer, the documentary. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, they were like it. Um, Apocalypse Now is considered one of the most. Uh, oh my god, I can't talk. One of the most expensive movies ever made. Um. Okay, just an hour and a half. I started the well, no, it's not the whole movie, but it's just a trailer. This trailer that's an hour and a half? Give me a minute and a half. Or a minute and a half. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, this isn't even it, though. What the <laughs> fuck? Is that a Bible tract? <laughs> I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> the you, Bible you is the in, hard, doc, uh, hard well, no, darkness. Put in, put in apocalypse. <laughs> there you go. Okay, oh, okay, here we go, here we are. All right, this is God better. bless you. Oh, wait, 1991? <laughs> is that when they made it? Yeah. Oh, well, wow, that's when they win the documentary. I haven't even heard of this until today. Um, so. One of the most acclaimed and controversial The movie is made like 78, of all time. Yeah, yeah. And then he, he did a redux like in the 90s. His adaptation of Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness captured the horror of Vietnam and instantly became a classic. My film is not a movie. My film is not uh, about <laughs> there he is. It's not a movie. It's not a movie, it's an experience. It's what it was really like. Good salesman, yeah. What the fuck would he know about what it was really like? Sorry. <laughs> no. But he, he's a he's a good filmmaker, so I respect that. Yeah, exactly. And I am doing it. I mean, he made the fucking Godfather. I, I, <laughs> I love his confidence. Was a co-conspired? <laughs> I mean, it's great. He's you. And you can see the esteem that he, uh, his he actors had for him here in this. First film you can tell. Win a yeah. Nobel Prize. Oh, screenwriter didn't know that. Like wow, I love screenwriting. You know? It's a scenes unknown on the call sheet. I mean, it's really worth the show up. film was born. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what they were going to do. 
I was not in the greatest of uh, shape. Oh, it's the other. Uh, as far as like uh, my Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, right. They got another crazy actor. Oh yeah. yeah. It's too bad he died. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. He was fucking great. You know what he died of? Did he have a heart attack? Oh, uh, that would have been 2010. <laughs> You know what he died of? Probably a heart attack. I mean, I'm sure it was people don't take care of themselves, but you know, yeah. I felt that he'd do he whatever he had to do crazy. to borrow the money. But Eleanor Coppola, should we talk about who? Uh, who? Talk about <laughs> who? 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 Nicholas Cage's relationship to all these people, and most people probably know his name isn't really uh, Nicholas Cage. I am not familiar, so please enlighten us. So Nicholas Cage <laughs> is really Nicholas Coppola. <gasps> What? You are you didn't know that? I uh, didn't know that. Some people don't know that. I just thought I would throw it out there. I don't know why that crossed my mind, but huh. I thought people should know who he is. So, uh, is he related by marriage or by blood? No, he's a, he's like a Sophia's like his cousin or something like oh, that. Oh, so. really? I think okay. Francis is his uncle. I remember finding it out one day and being as a I mean, quite a few years ago and being just kind of blown away, but then it all made sense. But I do like Nick Cage for what he does. I like his kind of work. It's also worthy. It's not Francis Ford Coppola's work. So but that's it's probably so good. that's probably the only reason Nicolas Cage is where he's at today. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it certainly gives you a leg up. That's for sure. Yeah. No. Well, um, I was talking. I've talked about this several times, but like that's kind of the thing with like the entertainment industry is like it's more about who you know than how good you are, which is kind of fucked up. It, it's a combination, but it, it certainly. It, like I said, it gives you a leg up if you know somebody. So yeah, exactly. Um, let's go. Oh, so, tiger blood. So yeah. I guess yeah, right. So this last like five ten minute tangent of apocalypse. Now this is what this originated from. So Martin Sheen was Charlie Sheen's dad, and they were both in movies about Vietnam. And this is the interview. Hey, Charlie Sheen. Completely different movies, but similar subjects. <laughs> yeah, similar subjects. Crazy, right? Crazy yeah. shit, but. Yeah, the only movie Charlie Sheen actually seemed like sober in, you know. He did seem sober. What really in happened that night last month <laughs> he when probably he was rushed to the hospital after a drug-filled oh night God. with porn stars. Your anger and I your hate, I think, is coming off as erratic to people. Passion, my passion. Okay, your passion yes. is coming off as erratic. You, might, well, you borrow my brain for five seconds and just be like, dude, can't handle it. Unplug this bastard. Yeah, because it just it fires in a way that is. Um, I don't know, maybe not from this particular uh, terrestrial uh, realm. I think some of those things that you're putting out there are making people think something's wrong with you. That's, that's up to, that has nothing to you do know with what me. I, honestly, really. I, mean, I think there's something wrong with her. I think she's to, kind of a cold bitch who's just trying to stuff. elicit a response for the views. Oh, yeah. So I, well, I don't have you, any... Yeah, you can tell that the woman. whole time. She's um, definitely trying to do that. I have, a lot of, I have a lot of compassion for Charlie. I think that bipolar disorder is is to be taken seriously but well um well i was planning on doing after this clip i want to show you this clip i just saw like a week ago where charlie's like completely sober he's actually like got his shit together it's interesting so stuff um as they must some, are, doctor of. some are saying doctor that you're bipolar wow what does that mean <laughs> i guess that you know you're on two ends of the spectrum wow and then what what's the cure medicine <laughs> make me like them <laughs> not gonna happen I'm by winning. I win here and I win there. <laughs> winning. I, I winning. Really love how he just attacked it head on. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I can see how this originated. I haven't seen this for many Shut years. Up. So, Stop. Move forward. 
Have you had any celebrities reach out to you to oh, try yeah. and help you? Yeah, like radical people like Sean Penn and Mel Gibson and Colin Farrell and just radical people. And, it's, and they're not telling me what to do. You. Who gave uh, me the best piece of advice? Well, they didn't give me any advice. And, and, and within that, there's great advice. Just, it's just, it was just love. And so, you know, um, just, to, just to see, it's oftentimes says unknown, but occasionally, you know, a giant marquee name comes through on your caller ID and it's like, winning. When was the last time you used? Use, uh, I don't use, I use a blender, I use a vacuum cleaner, I use, uh, you know. <laughs> he was, uh, you know, he uh, When was the last time I ingested or took drugs? Yes, when he was the last time not use a vacuum cleaner. Stupid, <laughs> no uh, way. Expression or term. Uh, I don't remember. That's, uh, that I believe I less than if he had said I did drugs. Two weeks ago. And Do so, you, you know. Oh, f God damn it. Do I really just do yeah, that? Yeah, don't worry about it. Just keep going. Do I use the vacuum kind of a long cleaner? Clip. Do I use a dishwasher? This is over five minutes strategy long, so. about how you take your drugs? Um, no, I just have a couple of rules. I don't know if it's a strategy. You're clean right now. <laughs> sure. When, so is this better now? Your life now, clean it's, with your children. Yeah, is no, it better it's than it's being better. on drugs? Perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't, it doesn't compare. They're whole different, different realities. You know? yeah, see, she's she's getting what she wants both, by getting views for this interview, but it makes me just hate her. Yeah. I don't like her at all. <laughs> Focus. Oh, no. It's exciting. Well, and it's exciting, that, that's kind of the thing is like, if she really wanted to help this person. Well, she obviously no. Yeah. She would have like maybe gone about this a different way. But well, after this interview, I'll pull up that clip. Like he, uh, he's actually doing a lot better right now. So I, I've come good. back from a place that you know people can put labels on it and they can figure all this stuff out. They can try to like normalize it, normalize it, boring, stupid, you know, and. That's fine, but but for me, it's it's it's. I've just answered to a higher calling, and it happened in the blink of an eye, and I'm totally excited by it. You know. Are you worried you're going to relapse? No. Why? Because I'm not going to. Period. The end. <laughs> well, he's like I fucking I choked out of his mind. <laughs> I think he's stoned during this interview, but it's no, that's the... just because of his eyes. I I don't know. Yeah, no, that's the funniest. Yeah, you can look at his pupils. I can't zoom in. I, I don't know. He just looks kind of glassy eyed. <laughs> is the only reason. I mean, his responses are separate from that. That could be a lot of things. But let me just say this: if like. If you if you're really struggling with something and somebody asked you like are you, like the response wouldn't just be like no, it would be like Ugh. it's like what do you ask me if I quit smoking cigarettes? I didn't give you a definite no. I was just like I'm trying. That would be a more like normal human response, not just like nope, I'm cooked up. Nope, no, 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 no. I don't do anything. Nope, never. I'm clean. <laughs> Right. I'm 110% right. clean. I'm winning. Winning. Cured my brain. That's how everybody has the power. Just because everybody, you know, can't is the cancer of happen. Mm -hmm. Can't is the cancer of happen. I can't do it. The Nike slogan doesn't say just try it. Okay. <laughs> just try That'd be a it. terrible no, slogan. He it, has man. a point. But you love to party. So who doesn't love I mean, the party? Whatever. Especially when you see how I party. What does that she bitch mean by loves that? the party. I guarantee yeah. you. You know she's doing coke Flynn, in the background. What the fuck is she talking about? Right? Like, you know, droopy-eyed, armless children. When you look back at the last... Droopy-eyed, armless children? What the fuck is a droopy-eyed, armless child? I can't believe that. Droopy-eyed, armless children. I, Let's go back. I don't, no, 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 no. We'll never get you through know, this if we keep going back. <laughs> when you look back at the last time you used drugs, mm -hmm. do you, are you disgusted with yourself? Or do you no, think, how no, could I'm I have done that? No, no. no. It was radical. Are you I, proud of that party moment? <laughs> Of course. Why wouldn't I be? Stress. No, I, I. Why would I, you be? I love the dancers. I'm sorry. She's a villain in this. He's doing fine. 
His answers well, are honest. <laughs> She's full of shit. I don't want to give too much away, but um, oh, there's not. <laughs> please give it away. This no, is free. no. In okay, so in the interview that I'm about to show later. Like when they asked Charlie Sheen about his past experiences, he never lets down the fact that they were awesome. Like ever, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I mean, I was fucked up and I was like at the end of my life or whatever, but I still had a great fucking time." He's least yeah. able to stick to that. I think so they're never him. otherwise going to see in their boring normal lives, and I gave that to them. I may forget about them tomorrow, but they'll live with that. Memory <laughs> for a lot. I mean, that's a gift, man. One hey, of the well, said that I mean, she was afraid she might OD. Here you have the grandiosity, <gasps> but... What's that got to do with me? You're showing them the party. I just, um, you know, that's got nothing to do with me. That's all on her, and and, and if, if she does, I'm sorry. You say that you like the feeling of being on drugs, and it's, it's exciting anymore. and fun. Not anymore. It bored the hell out of me after a while. I was like, okay, yeah. let's try something else. That's How can when you anyone got believe that you will stay clean? Given uh, your track record, I really just like her less and less the longer this point. It hasn't even been five minutes yet. I fucking hate this woman. And Charlie Sheen did end up. Yep. Yeah. She's a terrible person. I don't like her. Who the fuck is that? Somebody on ABC News at the time. I don't know. I don't watch television. Ah, here it is. Oh fuck! I don't want to watch this whole thing. Maybe I can find it. I mean, I just don't want to watch the entire 12-minute clip. But you can fast forward. Oh, God. Half of this shit anyway. Go ahead and so fast forward. I just want to get to the part where he's, like, on the boat and chilling. <laughs> oh, that must be the boat. Yeah, this is the boat. Have a look at this. I think we've named the boat. So like he just spent. Look at him. Like look at him right now compared to how he looked in that other clip. If I can even find yeah, it. Yeah, it's alright. I remember what he looked like. No, I can't find it. But um, but no, he like even older. He looks better than he did when he was obviously on coke or whatever else. You know, he just looks so much better. Mention that Legend smoke pot, <laughs> take your psychedelics, but do not fuck with coke. I did not. Like, I'm not sure you about that. Just not that guy. One of the okay, stupidest okay, things right. you can fucking not get into. Not that guy, but Charlie Sheen has been this guy. I have one speed, I have one gear. Go. Go. Jaws. I am on a drug. It's called Charlie Sheen. Winning. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a high priest, uh, Vatican assassin, warlock. Off the rise. High priest, Vatican, Vatican assassin, warlock. And you got tiger blood in Adonis DNA, man. It's like. <sighs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. I don't think so. Winner, winner, that Sheen. That poor guy. Dinner. It looks terrible there. But the Charlie I'm meeting today seems relatively normal. Yeah, look at him. He's just, he's here, totally he chill. To wash his own car. There was one guy watching me uh, dry it off this morning. Um, and as he as he pulled away, he gave me a thumbs up. Good job, Charlie. So he just nice. he just seems to be like completely calm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like you got to keep good people around you. But maybe he's hopefully. He's, I, I mean, hope. see, I don't know. I mean, I don't know him personally, obviously, but it seems like just looking at him now versus that interview. Oh, he where definitely he was, looks better. He, he looks, looks better. He looks healthier better. anyway, you know? Yeah. I mean, he just, like, oh, let's watch a little bit more of this, but he just seems like he's nice. more. He's like, this nice. Charlie Sheen washing his own car, yeah. man. He's, it, he's thinking, wow, that's a man of action, or that dude is falling on hard times. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it? 
Um, I, you know, it depends how you look at hard times. We need to hack up the person responsible for this bad connection. Like, hack even look at that. Like, compared to, like, that even pixelated footage to that, like, he looks ten times better. Yeah. From just years of sobriety. Oh, yeah. He already looks so much better. These are what Charlie now considers his hard times. Must maybe even marry a tree. Marry a tree because, you know, the other type of marriage for me didn't work, so I'm just going to marry a tree. Drug-fueled outbursts <laughs> that he says are behind it. It is what it is. I don't it disagree with him there. It is what it was. Because it is what it is. I, I'm stricken by how much it looks like his father here. And yeah. We're better Crazy. to reflect on the madness of all that. I'm sure his father was fucked up too. Ocean. You know. I don't know. I his mean, father's he, like the worst day he at least probably handled it better, but he was probably still doing crazy shit too. They didn't have YouTube back then. So. Yeah, exactly. So nobody really knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. It's still better than the best day at work, man. Doing something he's loved since that. he was a kid. You're competitive, Charlie. Who's gonna, who's gonna get the biggest fish? I mean, I'm not terrible. I, I don't like this boat guy, um, though. He seems like an it. asshole. <laughs> Did you see that? Like, how, like, he, the, the, uh, yeah, like what you're just saying, like, the interview was, like, even asking Charlie, like, are you, like, who do you think is gonna get the bigger? And Charlie's just like, I'm not competitive. He just needs to leave him a fuck alone. Yeah, exactly. He's. Just I mean, like, they're just vultures looking for a story and shit like that. Yeah, so, like trying fuck, to profit man. off of someone else's problems. Like, shitty people. Yeah, this guy's a like, shitty person. You can tell already. That's kind of thing about like coming out sober. It's like you almost get more shit for being sober than you would if you were on drugs. I don't sense. know. Maybe I think he'd get cheated uh, shit either way because uh, the people. Let's into a circle like this about the fucking guy. He's got no boundaries, apparently. He's like, are you competitive? Like, whatever. Just shut the fuck up. He's like, ah, uh, no, I'm not like... He's trying to subtly put him down I'm and not... challenge him and things like that. It's like, just leave him alone. I'm not banging seven gram rocks anymore. I'm not like... <laughs> I needs to get a grip. I, I'm... I'm not competitive. I just chill. That's my whole thing. Right. I just chill out. I got a good feeling about it, don't okay, you? good. Like, look at him. He looks so calm. He looks a lot better, yeah. He's, he's a little under uh, control right now. But, I mean, um, bipolar disorder, um, you have a lot of ups and downs, uh, and that's just how it yeah. goes. So it's not then? like normal yeah. ups and downs. He just, he just it's it's a lot. Me, yeah. I don't know. It, there's a lot but, of I mean, the, the had, key is, like, making sure, well, if you want to make sure that person does well throughout their, you know, whatever that that's going on, you want to keep that positive energy going. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, positive energy is the key for everybody to keep going, really, but... Um. Yeah. I guess, like, if you were just Charlie Sheen, and you were, like, had drug problems and bipolar, like, you want people around you who are going to, like, emulate that and not be like, are you competitive? <laughs> that Do would you be still- bothersome. Do you still bang seven gram rocks? I don't, I don't really want to compete with that guy. <laughs> God, no. That would look nice segue. It's, uh... Yeah, there's Martin. Yeah. Waiting for a mission. Getting softer. I mean, shit, if you, if you grow up seeing your dad do that, I mean, fuck. I don't know what he grew up seeing, but a lot of us had dads that, that did that kind of stuff, so... You want to spend a little more time dealing with yourself. That's, that's where I first remember him was yeah. in this movie. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And that was actually a very insightful quote at the, you know, watching that movie. Maybe you want to worry a little less about <laughs> what other people think if you worry yeah, about right? yourself. Yeah, if only he had taken that to life. But Brother unfortunately, Emilio he did not. led the way. 
McCloskey's with us. He's a regulator. Yeah, but he used to ride with Murphy. That's what I'm talking about. That was a long time ago. He's a spy! I forgot he had a brother. Came when he was just oh, 21. yeah, I don't know. I just can't forget that. Movie, I volunteered. I dropped out of college and told him I wanted the infantry, combat, and Vietnam. You volunteered Vietnam. for this shit, man? Believe that? A year later, he starred in another big-budget blockbuster, oh, Wall Street. Vaguely. This time, with his dad. I didn't watch Wall Street. What I see is a jealous old machinist who can't stand the uh, fact that his sons become more successful than he has. Wolf on Wall Street. It was the um, it was the original one, right? No, this is like an '80s movie that predates all that. This is yeah. Uh, okay. This his he's some kind of an executive at a company, and his dad's a union leader, and he has to go up against his dad and. It, it's just it's bizarre it led into all those kinds of movies though the 80s were kind of obsessed with money and social hmm. status and things like that so interesting well we're already at an hour believe it or not i can't believe we've been talking this long do you want to take a break and then maybe come back to it yeah let's do that okay let's uh take a break we will be right back and we are back with Teresa. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, now, Teresa, unfortunately, since it's a weekday, we don't have a ton of time to um, continue our podcast. I'm Teresa. lame as shit. I got to go <laughs> soon. <laughs> but uh, here we are. Um, we just, we were done. We got done talking about Charlie Sheen and Martin Sheen and all that. Um, I think we can both agree that it looks like he's doing a lot better. Agreed. Absolutely doing 110% better. I mean, hopefully still better. Um, who doesn't like Charlie Sheen? He was a good actor, and I want to I see him on more things. I was disappointed. <laughs> he, he moved on to television shows like, pardon me if anybody likes Two and a Half Men, but I remember my mother loved that shit. I thought it was really lowbrow humor, which has its place, but it wasn't that exciting. Yeah. So. I mean, I never really got into it. I mean, it's whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, it can be a great distraction from things, and it's simple. You don't have to think about it too much, you know? Exactly. But I, I get the appeal, but... Yeah, I mean, there there's only so many hours in a day, so I try to commit it to things that really mean something or make a difference, and, um, you know, looking for great movies and good screenwriting, good directors, like we were talking about Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, Amazing, Stanley Kubrick. Of course, we know amazing. Oh, what yeah. we should oh, do is we should review uh, Eyes Wide Shut soon. We should. We know it's last word. Yes, hell should, yeah. We should definitely do that, and we should, of course, devote time to the Godfather series at some point. Hopefully, we'll make this kind of a regular thing because we're both extreme um, um, filmophiles. Hell yeah, I would love to incorporate that. I love with um, one of the things I really love is that with my. Uh, my writing program that I'm in and I get to communicate with amazing writers that are from all over the country that do screenwriting for a living and things like that. And I love wow. that. I know I'm very impressed. And, um, the greatest thing ever is just learning from them. It's wonderful. So like, um, these people I know are in screenwriting. Um, what's like the, what like, what's the caliber they work at? Like we turn, we, say that they have experienced screenwriting like what is it what exactly does that mean like what have they worked in Do you oh know? So, some of them have written on actual shows um i know one of them did uh can't remember his last show now um 
quite a few. I don't want to. I don't want to give too many personal details out. Okay, but, I but, get that. Um, I'm trying to think of some. And for some reason, dark matter comes to my mind, um, which is. I think it's a Netflix show. I'm not sure. Not, oh, wait. Yes. I have only Netflix seen show. one episode, but I, I seem to remember that being maybe one of the, the shows they've worked on. But <laughs> really? if you go back to like the 90s and things like that, you there's some shows they've written that you guys would know. I just rather would not say too much I, I right now. That. I get that. Um, but, uh, but it's great that I get to communicate and talk to these people. Give me the time of day is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, they're just regular people. I mean, and they just want to, you know, they want to keep to themselves. I guess. No, that. well, I wouldn't say that necessarily. It's just that um, uh, them being regular people, they mostly they want to see other people succeed. Uh, when they started, you know, twenty some odd years ago, things were different. Now we're in a connected world, so we don't have to put up these great big barriers to help somebody else out. So it's always good to, uh, to have people that really know what they're doing in their, in your corner. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> certainly that's kind helpful. Of, yeah. I mean, you definitely want to be surrounded with professionals. That's for sure. Um, well, I know you don't have a ton of time left with us, but I don't know. I don't know if you want to react to some of these videos that I initially had for this podcast. Arlen Jackson. <laughs> I have no idea how this comes into your mind. I don't I don't know what you're doing during your days, Coleman. What the fuck are you doing? Um, a lot of surfing and then drinking off. That's really about it. Oh dear. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay, he's alright. This I mean, is Michael Jackson and his brothers being awkward for like a minute straight. Is this in the seventies or eighties? Probably 80s. Probably 80s, yeah. Bring it down, bring it down. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps going, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Michael's just trying to get in. I mean, for like, fuck's sake, these other boys don't practice at fucking all. Apparently. Yeah, right. That's the whole thing. Apparently, it's like Michael was the only one who did shit. <laughs> the fuck. This is. He's like, please don't. He's grabbing his dick. Please, oh, well, this, someone take to, this. He's not technically really grabbing it, but he's he's putting his hand over the general area. So, um, oh no, Jory is do you know Biggie? Oh, I, yes, I'm, I think this I know is a him great better one than too. you. I have never seen this. this Where did hilarious. you find this, Jim? Uh, you drank it in YouTube and yeah, pretty okay. much. I mean, that's how much. you find great shit. I'm sorry, <laughs> exactly. but it it works. <laughs> You gotta get in the wormhole and like it's no, it's it's relatively true. You gotta lock yourself up and do it. Like the best thing for me is like taking Addy and then smoking a fuck ton of weed. <laughs> That's when I like really get into it. Focused. Well, I'll just get into it. Oh, 
I don't know if anybody wants to throw a water bottle at him. I'm pretty sure they would have got shot. Oh, get no, the nobody throws that Biggie. I hope not. Biggie gets pissed. I am sure. <laughs> Just wait. I would get pissed too. <laughs> Can you imagine doing a show for people and some motherfucker throws something at you? Like, what the fuck? So he's just he's just bashing the DJ right now because the DJ is just fucking up. How bad? I mean, that's it, not that's poor form. I'm sorry, Biggie, but that was poor form. Like, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> that boy don't gotta be an asshole. I don't know why. He's well, doing that okay, like but that. if yeah, you're whatever. like if yeah. you're in like a performing artist, you're gonna expect everyone to be on your caliber i mean i, I get mean it. you would assume that he would know his abilities before he got on stage yeah however exactly. i digress well <laughs> i don't know if i if i hired someone to dj and they were fucking up i'd be fucking pissed too if i got motherfucker i'm paying you right now <laughs> well, i am paying hopefully you. he would have bettered his skills before he paid him Wow, I haven't heard Biggie in a long time. <laughs> oh, fuck. He's the shit. He was pretty good. He did that. <laughs> Look at him. He oh. throws the fuck. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? What the wow. fuck are you doing right now? God damn, don't throw a tantrum. What the fuck? This is distracting. Fuck, I, I, I would have been pissed too, though. Whatever. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm paying this guy. He's trying to, to get him him beat up or something. I don't I know. Guess. I don't know what's oh, going on. Oh, that was that same video. That's terrible. I don't oh, know. Oh, God, no, fuck this. We don't want to see you this. You don't want to watch that? Nah, okay, cool. Nah. Um, yeah, we were... Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I guess that was already the... Uh, That was all the online material I had. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what we, what should we uh, review next? Do you think we should? I mean, uh, we can stick with Shia and we can do Eagle Eye. It's it's not on the same level, of course. I can't want to take a break from Shia, honestly. We can break uh, from Shia. It's not too hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> you he could, just kind of fell into us anyway. I mean, you know, I think it always be really funny to like do like reaction video to like him they, watching They are his pretty own funny. Movies. It is. It is. I liked watching his reaction. Pretty good. <laughs> I like watching reactions of people. If you, there's a really uh, heartwarming and semi-crushing one that's uh, uh, elders react to David Bowie. Uh, that was made just after he died. And oh, that, that, I've actually seen that. That was pretty good. I was like, wow. That was and like they, last video before he died, right? It was right after he died. Right after he died. And oh, he put... Yeah. Okay, so it went out right after he died. It went out like, right, yeah. Elders in the reacting. video, he's like... He's You're talking like about Lazarus. With, the oh yeah, yeah. You, you can show him a show him a clip to show him what I mean, you're talking about. Yeah, might as well at this point. At this point, you might as well. Yeah, might as well. Um, what's the song by David Bowie? I, I Lazarus. I, oh, it's called Lazarus. Okay, that's interesting. Obvious uh, homage to Rising from the Dead. Yeah, this is why. Like he put this out like right before he died. <laughs> so he was very <laughs> aware. Oh, I love that's in the that format, the sixteen nine or whatever. VHS. You know, I read about this uh, later how they filmed this, and um, 
I'll, I'll let it show the whole scene real quick, and then I'll tell you what I learned. Yeah. Look up here, I'm in heaven. Well, what a lot of people took away from it is like he, was, he knew he was gonna die. Well, he definitely knew he was gonna die. I don't think he knew how much time he had. Yeah. But I mean, this song could have been in the works for a long time. I think the older you get, the more aware you are of death, anyway. And that's certainly been the case of me living longer and longer. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. With um, with this video, he was standing upright, and they affixed his bed to the wall. Really? Yeah. I did not. I, I was like, this is this looks kind of interesting. How did they? But that's how they did it. They just affixed the pillow wow. and everything else. They had him stand so that it's no special effects or anything like that. He's just standing in this different aspect ratio Look and all that stuff. Here, man. I didn't I'm know that. It was really hard watching David Bowie at age. It was shocking I've to me actually seeing this video after all these years. I'm so my brain Definitely yeah. was not as prime at this point, but uh, I mean he was late 60s. I think he was 68. What did he die from? Liver cancer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Probably how I'll go. <laughs> What's up? Probably how I will go. More uh, than likely. No, I doubt it. Well, you know what we should show is uh, a little bit of that reaction clip so they can see these, uh, th that uh, bad reaction that those elders had. It was, it was actually pretty, really touching to see all these people that kind of came to, together over David's So what, uh, we're just going to do like an interception of like reacting to reacting videos of reacting. <laughs> I don't know about reacting to reacting. It's just, <laughs> we're reacting to the elders reacting and we're showing other oh, people what happened. Oh, the elders so. yeah. specifically. Yeah. Okay. Oh, fuck, I uh, not Lazarus, just David. Just David Bowie. Okay. What? That's the uh, Fine Bros, right? Uh, no, I'm I'm not entirely certain. I, I always just put in... Um, but Elders it's like reacting. The, uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's find out who it is. It is Fine Brothers. FB. They've gotten a lot of criticism lately, but really, why? Oh, like they did this um, entire episode about Seinfeld, and they were just like, you know, just not. You know, obviously those episodes mean something back then. Like that's different from what they mean capsule. back then. Yeah, here, you know. I don't know. I have to find Basically, out. Basically, he had a bunch of like preteen high school people just talking about how like offensive Seinfeld was, which, you know, every time you watch Seinfeld, you have to realize <laughs> that like, shit what, was filmed in the early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, give me a fucking Get break. Get the fuck out of here. Like, come on. I know. I know. <sighs> Things were a lot different back then. Door opens slowly. I want to know how they chose who the elders are going to be. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure there's a process. Uh, yeah. Application process. I like this oh, guy. His God. name's David. <laughs> I, he's in a few of these. I like watching his because he's always honest. This guy is too. 
I feel like all the people that are on these shows just have like no idea what the fuck's going on. Well, I have to say this did only come out I think uh, two days before his death or after his death. Oh, or something. this video this, did really? Yeah, it wow. was really shortly so after it. He did this just before I think. he passed away. Yeah, oh, okay, just so it was after. He did this video knowing that he was. Uh, Absolutely. His days were numbered. He just continues to amaze. Still awfully handsome. That outfit that David is uh, wearing there is a throwback to his old videos from the 70s and early 80s when he would wear that striped outfit. I'd like hmm. to think of it as a prettier picture. See, you're lo- you're a lot more to David Bowie than I am. I'll be I would free say. when I go to heaven. Probably than most people. Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. But Such I am but more into him than than you. But no, he, I, I mean, you see his his place in in art and everything. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. No, I mean, I I will always appreciate that. I mean, he so did a feeling. lot. We could really watch the the it's early really '80s video of uh, of David telling off MTV uh, about they're not playing black artists in like 1987. Have you ever seen this shit before? I have not seen that one. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> He's basically telling off MTV, uh, what they called VJs, the interviewers, and this is like in the early 80s or something, and he's telling them off about not playing black artists, and the uh, the interviewer just gives them a bunch of shit, this one? ridiculous excuses. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> this is great. Um, it's, kind of it's, it's pretty good. This isn't that video, but I remember a very, there's a video of, I don't know why that... Oh, we're not starting the podcast again. (laughs) (laughs) Touching buttons. Um, There's the video of David Bowie, um, like, cooked out of his fucking mind on some interview. Probably have several back in this... Um, Oh, in 1983, holy shit. MTV over the last few months, um, but it's it's a solid enterprise, and it's got a lot going for it. I'm just floored by the fact that there's so many, bl- so few black artists featured on it. Why is that? I think that we're trying to move <laughs> direct. In that direction. We really direct. That we're trying to move in that direction. Ba 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 ba. Oh, we only steal music from black artists. Yeah, we just appropriate everything. We appropriate, yeah. yeah. Um, did you see Tad the Creator's response? <laughs> no, it's probably good though. No, um. I don't want to take away from this, but he kind of talks about the same thing where he's like, um, he gets an award, so he gets an award for his album, Igor, um, and it's in the rap hip hop genre. And he's, they ask him like, how do you feel about getting the reward? He's like, yeah, I feel good about getting it. But at the same time, I feel like if anyone's black and they make any kind of piece of music, it automatically goes into, into that genre. Was well, that kind of what they did with uh, Bill Smith? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really? I mean, it's that I mean, same thing. Uh, you know, if the color of your skin happens to be black or darker, you're automatically going to be thrown into that hip hop, rap, urban I, I vibe. I, yeah, it's I just, it's stupid. It's I kind mean, of bizarre. There are people who are not, don't have the color white in their skin or what's considered white in their skin. Um, 
that who are not just making their certain genre of music. I mean, it's it's, it's a, a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really? It's a bunch of bullshit. We You're, can do better in the 21st century than what we're we're doing. We're going, we're moving in the right direction. It's probably not fast enough. Yeah, we and, need to. And, yeah, we need to stop putting people in boxes. I guess is the, it, obviously the point that he's making in this interview. But let's watch Black it. Artists that one does see are on about two thirty in the morning or, in, or to around six. Very few are featured predominant, no. predominantly during the day. No. This VJ is I fucking lying. He's like, no, no. But I, I actually remember this being, like I said before, a bit older than Coleman. So I do remember um, MTV back when they would play more videos. They would show this kind of shit uh, early morning, late, 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 late night, 12 a.m. or something like that. Yeah. It didn't have featured art, and they were all the the white kids and stuff. eventually, Michael Jackson kind of broke through, and then one sees a lot on the on the. There's a one black station on television that I keep picking up. I'm not sure which station it's on. I wonder what he's talking about there. Black artists making very good videos. Is he talking about American black TV? Back in the 80s, I can't know. I don't. Would be the BET exist back then? I don't know. Or Midwest, pick some town I, I'm Midwest, amazed at how this guy sticks to his story and he knows he's full of shit. He's like, no, 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 but blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Shut you, the can fuck up. You, you can even see You can even see David just like looking at him. He's like, you're full you of shit. <laughs> and he knows it. Who <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> many years later goes on to marry a mon, uh, beautiful black model. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Married to for, I think, over 20 years before. Many years later after this interview, by the way, um, over a decade after this interview, marries Amon. Yeah, I mean, I was the black chick once. I mean... Well, I'll tell you what it means. Okay. Whatever. Whatever, exactly. That's the whole point. It's whatever. I like looking at how he looks at this interviewer like, you know you're full of shit, right? And I know it. Like, yeah. oh, really? Yeah, okay. You're is lying through your fucking teeth. Well, oh, see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. it not possible that it's... it's is it not it possible? ...conviction of the station and of other radio stations, <laughs> to be fair. It, see, it is, it, and that's what... Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. You're bad at this control thing. I know. I need to hire a producer already. Like, well, fuck. <laughs> Who wants to do this for free? Next time Please. I'll take the control and then, you know, after the coronavirus <laughs> is over because I can't touch the keyboard. So after that's over, we'll we'll do that. It's a shock we even have Teresa in the studio today with all this crazy <laughs> shit going on. So um, we happen to live very close to each other. And like I said, we isolate in our own apartment, so don't go anywhere. So Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest fear is like people – you know, be, in crowds you know and people who aren't familiar with each other like interact. Oh, that's not why. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It, it this sucks. This is the like, whiskey hour on the Col- yeah, right? uh, the, the whiskey hours. Hour. <laughs> yeah, this is what you get when you tune in on St. Patty's Day to get some fucking podcast info from the Macalester hours. <laughs> it's gonna be a drunken time. That's it's all right. It He'll work it out. It's okay. I'll work it out at some point. Yeah. Um, fuck. How long have we been going here? I know you got to take off at some point. I didn't want to mean to keep you like super late. 
Um, we're about an hour 30, not including break time. So probably oh, you're going to edit this. It's okay. Yeah. So probably about an hour 15 after we edit all of it. Um, trying to think of some really great things. There's just so many great things to watch. I don't even know what to touch on at this point. Um, here, give me, give me one before we, we'll watch one more thing, discuss it. And then what do you got? No, should we should we maybe watch a um I think Not, maybe what oh, we should do Jesus Christ. Stop. 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 Okay. What? He's not in control of his own faculties right now. Um I think maybe what we should watch is we could look for uh eyes wide shut. Oh. This could uh, be like a look uh, at the, so we can remember what it was about because this is from the nineties, isn't it? Or was uh, it early two yeah, thousands? This is uh, Stanley Kubrick's last, last film, film. nineteen ninety nine. He actually, it's it's good. It's not what I expected for a Stanley Kubrick even, but it, well, he died two weeks after, uh, or no, two weeks before it before was they released, wrapped up post production. Yeah, two weeks before it was released in theaters, Stanley Kubrick died. So yeah. I mean, oh, it's it's one of those films that's really hard to determine. That I have seen one or two things in my life. I think he plays jealousy really well. Like yeah. I just remember being really uncomfortable watching this at that time, being so young when this yeah. came out. Uh, young adult that I was. You were a child. I was a young adult. So you were a child. I was a very young adult. And uh, just I didn't see this doll's probably like 1718. Oh wow. See, I remember watching it when it came out, but I was, you know, like I said, a really young adult and um, really upset and disturbed. I didn't understand the the married couple's behavior and all this stuff. Things people do when they're bored and jealous. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to get into it too much, but like this movie definitely depicts perfectly what it's like to be in a marriage and struggle with it struggle with the the temptations of being married not being able to see anyone else um i think this movie perfectly illustrated that like dealing with that dealing with like the thought even though you're with someone that you love and you would be with at the end of the day there's still this part of your brain that's like looking towards being a fucking man whore or whatever or whatever you are you know what i mean well, i think part of it is just don't get married so fucking young yeah <laughs> coleman i am just saying yeah do not do what i do do not get married for the age of 25 please it's not a good idea the success rate is less than 5%. I guarantee you, do not fucking do it. I mean, just because our parents got married at 18 doesn't mean we have. Exactly. <laughs> so. You know what? If you're 20 years old and you're male and you know this really cute chick who you think you might want to marry, <sighs> fuck her, man. Get laid. Get fucking laid for a little bit and then go back to that. That's my piece, best piece of advice. Anyways. I think that's kind of what... Uh, I don't know. We were talking about immature relationships earlier. It kind of plays into the yeah the movie that we were watching earlier, too. Yeah, exactly. So basically, just don't be an immature asshole, and you'll be exactly. fine. But, I mean, you have to outgrow that part of your life. And if you're not there yet, don't get married. Exactly. 
if you feel like you're mature, go with it. Maturity, That's how it is. Right. And I, I think the kind of maturity we're talking about, it isn't just financial maturity. It's just um, yeah, emotional, it's emotional maturity. It's emotional maturity. It's sexual maturity. It's yeah. everything. Yeah. Like Save yourself some trouble, pain, and, and possible debt. Exactly. Don't, don't get married. Uh, if you're going to get married, there. if you're going to get married... You have to know that that person is going to be put up with all your shit. Like, past any point you can even think that's possible. That person needs to be there 110% with you. Or else it's not going to work. It's just not. It's not. Well, I know you got to get going. This has been a great podcast. We'll have a planned one next time. It's just completely unplanned. And then yeah, no, way. this was this is really impromptu is... after work kind of thing. <laughs> and yes, I am working from an isolated environment, so don't worry. Everybody. Yeah, um, this is a really spontaneous deal. Um, hopefully, we can get some podcasts going on this next weekend coming up. Otherwise, um, we got a couple artists coming up. Uh, we got Ames. A guy I've known for a long time. He's coming up here at some point. I'm too drunk and I don't have my phone in front of me to know when that is. But it <laughs> is coming up in the next couple weeks. Good thing so, you're not driving. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I'm here I'm totally sober, the studio. So I have no excuse. <laughs> we'll get her an Uber if she needs it. If she needs it but, <laughs> no, I don't. Um, anyways, thank you all for dealing, dealing with my drunk ass. And Teresa here, we're going to have a good time. Or we've had a good time. It's been great. All right. Peace.